Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Matt Thomas, who is the current staff photographer for the Boston Red Sox baseball team. In this interview, I speak to Matt about how he went from being an intern to becoming a staff photographer for the Boston Red Sox. I also speak to him about his approach to retouching his images and also his experience working at the Purdue University student newspaper. Being someone who's a big fan of baseball, this interview was a real pleasure to do, so I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, Matt Thomas, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for taking the time to do this. I'm glad to be here. It's a rainy day in Boston, so not much baseball is being played today. (laughs) That's good, man. Yeah, I was definitely excited to connect I found your work on Instagram, where you find a, I find a lot of work these days, so I'm glad it kind of worked out and uh, excited to talk about all the baseball stuff you do and everything else. Um, but I guess just to kind of start off, like, uh, what, you've been, what have you been working on lately? Uh, so the Red Sox keep me pretty busy with their schedule. Um, when they're out of town, we still have a lot of office work to do, whether it's just upkeep of our archives. Yeah. Um, but that's it's my life at this point uh games every day you know it's uh it's a grind that's exciting man and we'll probably get into more of that and then uh also i was just kind of curious where did you grow up and uh how do you kind of get into photography initially so i grew up uh, in southern new hampshire in a small uh kind of town called hollis and we always had a camera around the house my dad was a a little photographer uh always shot film so we always had nikon cameras around the house and then it wasn't anything, uh, or photography wasn't something I was super interested in until I got a camera as a graduation present from high school. Okay. And then uh, went to college, went to Purdue, thought I was going to be an engineer, got there, things changed pretty drastically. Wow. And uh, started working in our student newspaper, and that's where I definitely found my love for photography is just the journalism side of it. That's really cool, man. So you were kind of going, when you were at Purdue, you were studying engineering? Yeah. That's awesome. And you, so you basically just kind of self-taught this photography kind of yourself? Yeah, I've never taken a photography class. Uh, most of everything I've kind of learned is just from experimenting. And uh, the biggest thing I did was I worked as an assistant for another photographer for about five or six years, uh, Andy Hancock, definitely a mentor of mine. And uh, just being around him and seeing his workflow and his process uh, was was learning enough for me that's cool and that was out in purdue area that was out in indiana yeah we uh he lived there in west lafayette uh we traveled all around the country basically uh doing his freelance stuff covering sports and it was definitely a a learning experience working for him that's really exciting man that's all that's good to hear because i think sometimes people think like you need to go to school for photography but you really don't i think it just comes down to like having a passion for it and just kind of figuring it out on your own like nowadays with everything you can just go on youtube and figure it out and with digital you can kind of learn your mistakes a lot quicker than back in the film days i think you know so that's pretty cool to hear that you kind of this uh kind of taught yourself and look at what you're doing now it's really exciting um, so I guess we're like when you're, you say you're working at the, the Purdue, was it the newspaper? Yeah, Purdue newspaper. It was uh, called The Exponent. Um, I just worked there as a staff photographer, making a couple bucks when every photo got published. And it was a way to go to our sporting events for free is like how I thought of it at first. I could go to our football games, our basketball games yeah. and enjoy it. And then uh, from there, I became our photo editor. And I got a little more serious into photography and covering more sports and, and learning more about it. 
And then our editor-in-chief position opened up, and I didn't think I was the right fit. I had never written before. I had never done any columns or anything. But Oh, wow. Uh, so you're doing both writing and shooting? And- design. Everything was uh, was part of it. And so I got that uh, editor-in-chief role, and I just really, like, that was that's where it took off. That's pretty wild. And at the same time, you're still just studying engineering while you're doing that, like doing the school newspaper. That seems yeah. like you almost like got like a full-time job doing the newspaper to feel like a lot oh, of work. It was definitely a full-time job. <laughs> we wouldn't put the newspaper to bed till like 1030 every night. So I was there till 1030, 11, 12, 1 o'clock, just depending on what our deadlines were like. Yeah, that's interesting, man. And same thing, you just kind of taught yourself the design and everything. And it, you have to, Yeah, you know, uh, you just kind of have to and i'm always i've always been the photographer never a writer but one of our editors called me uh, surprisingly capable at writing yeah so uh that was gave me a little motivation that i felt like i could do a little bit more that's exciting man and was it always kind of sports that you're drawn to when you first started off photographing or what kind of what kind of some of the early things when you picked up a camera you were kind of shooting it definitely was sports um but being able to tell those stories through sports mm-hmm. you know i've worked on a couple sports projects um in the storytelling type. I did some New England College hockey this winter. Uh, I've been going up to the Golden Gloves in Lowell, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, So maybe even your non-traditional sports, you know, it's uh but always kind of the the focus on sports but you can tell those stories in a different way yeah so you've always just been kind of drawn to kind of like storytelling and kind of the photojournalism aspect of everything yeah i think that's where you get the real emotion through the, the photos you know at our red sox games every person could go take a photo of a bat on the ball or yeah. a guy running but to capture those kind of more intimate moments or to tell the story of what's going on at Fenway mm. um, that's away from the sports action is uh, something that I like to stress a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. So I guess like while you're at Purdue and I guess once you kind of finish from there, like uh, did you kind of know at that point you wanted to pr- pursue this as a career or were you still kind of think you were going to do the engineering thing? And wh- when did the photography kind of start? No, it was all the assistant work that I was doing. Um, I actually kind of put my education on hold because I was traveling so much with Andy. Uh, we were doing uh, a lot of horse racing. I covered three Kentucky derbies. Wow. Um, the big thing for baseball was I went to the 2016 World Series. And we were there covering uh, covering it for ESPN. And uh, the photos I got and the editing experience I got while I was there kind of brought me into this role as the Red Sox. They saw that portfolio work. Yeah. And that's one of the things they mentioned that why they brought me on as an intern last season. Oh, that's cool. So, like, when you're working for the – was Andy – was Andy Hancock. Hancock. So, you're were you kind of, like, shooting as well or basically this kind of – it depended on what we were doing because he works with a lot of portrait work as well. So I was learning lighting. We would have setups of about maybe 10 to 12 lights. Wow. Uh, he works highly with remotes. So we were bringing 30 cameras to different events, whether it be a basketball game or a horse Damn. race. So being with him and seeing how a real professional work, Nikon ambassador, oh, wow. it uh, it taught me like what level i want to get to yeah so is it well a lot of the stuff he was doing was it the kind of editorial commercial or what kind of stuff you guys were were the photos being used for a little bit of both um some editorial work mostly editorial work some commercial stuff um but we were working for clients like espn sports illustrated players tribune so kind of your big sports heavy hitters yeah big stuff that's really exciting man was there like any shoots in particular you worked on with them when you were assisting that kind of stick out in mind as like uh either like was like challenging or maybe you just kind of like look back on it were kind of like particularly like enjoyable for you that 
you're kind of fond of, you think? I definitely say the first Kentucky Derby I went to uh, ended up being when American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown. So I was at the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont. And uh, that just kind of stands out in my mind as like the first Kentucky Derby I ever went to. Yeah. Turns out being into a Triple Crown. And the <laughs> amount of work you do at the Derby for a two minute race, you're there for three days, sunrise to sunset. Wow. Yeah, like that definitely is a moment that stays, stays with me. That's cool. Yeah, like what entails, like being that you say you're, you're there for three days, what are you guys kind of working on like those whole three days? Is this kind of like you're setting up like, because I would imagine, I've never shot horse racing, but I think it's a lot of like remote cameras. It's and- a lot of remotes, absolutely. Whether it's under the rail, on the roof, um, there's a couple stanchions you put cameras on. Mm. Um, but the other thing too is in the mornings when they do their warm-ups and they come back into the stables, you get these gorgeous photos of the horses kind of cooling down and you get the smoke and the sunrise. And so you just kind of want to be around for all that. That's exciting, man. Had you uh, shot any horse racing before that? I hadn't. Uh, that was the Kentucky Derby. That Kentucky Derby was my first one. And uh, we did a little bit more horse racing afterwards. I did some quarter horse racing in Oklahoma with Andy. Yeah. We uh, went to a couple like horse uh, horse ranches in Oklahoma. And uh, that was my first real taste of it. Damn, that's exciting, man. It, that just seems like so challenging, like a sport to shoot. Because like if you look at like basketball or baseball, usually the games, it's like hours long but the horse racing i think what is the race i think it lasts like only like a few minutes it's maybe two and a half minutes three minutes tops so you got to have your stuff dialed in because there's not really like it's such a short thing and that's what it is is all that prep leading up those days beforehand is we're focusing our remotes putting them in the right spots um you don't use pocket wizards everything is uh wired in okay so you actually have to wire all the cameras together in sequence so laying down all that um and just double checking triple checking everything how many camera how many cameras was andy rolling with when you shoot a derby like that i want to say probably in between 20 and 30 um damn yeah and they don't limit it at all because you there must be like a thousand photographers there or there's there's a lot but what are the publications that True. you're working for you know they'll get the, yeah you get the extra the different spots <laughs> or we'll, we figure it out yeah that makes sense yeah a lot of that yeah it's like game planning you almost have to really kind of visualize what photo you want to happen so absolutely and you can see from the years past what's worked and what hasn't um one of the shots that I had to get or make sure we got was the starting gate. So I'm 10 feet up in the air, putting cameras into the starting gate. And so, but I mean, it's a beautiful shot of a fisheye just looking back as the horses come out, yeah, they're yeah. kicking up the dirt. You've got the twin spires in the background, yeah. a little bit of a sunset, maybe some clouds and yeah, just the entire crowd. That, yeah, I saw that on your website. It seems like, uh, I mean, I've never been to it, but it just seems like such a, like a, it's an event like there's the people and everyone just gets dressed up and there's just so much it seems like a lot of energy like on a day like that oh 100 percent. it's it's from the people that are in the infield to the people that all the women wearing the hats it's it's quite a spectacle yeah that's really cool and i guess just kind of looking back at your time assisting with andy what do you think you kind of learned most it's kind of working with him is there anything you kind of stick out and you kind of took Uh, took away from that experience you think just to have the drive uh because he was on the road a couple hundred days of the year and just to have that drive to continue to to work hard and always try and get the shot and experiment a little bit Mm. not like we put so many remotes up sometimes you didn't get a shot sometimes you would but it's all about 
the possibility and and wanting to experiment a little bit no that's cool man yeah i assisted for a while and like i almost wish i kind of did it longer because you you learn so much working for like i worked for like a bunch of different photographers but i can't say it enough like anybody like starting photography like assisting is just such a good way to like learn the business and see how like a, like a, if you're working for a good photographer how they kind of operate and even how they like they manage their business and things like that it's definitely all about that um I saw how he manages his business, how we worked with clients, um, just how we would you'd handle yourself on a photo shoot. Mm. And then I also learned for myself things to have when I was on a photo shoot. Like in my bag, in my gear bag now, I always have a Leatherman, yeah. like a multi-tool because you never know when you're going to need a knife to cut gaff or to tighten something. Yeah. Like I've used that a hundred times or have like... My little subtle thing is I have a gold Sharpie with me because you can always write on gaff with yeah. a gold or silver Sharpie. Yeah. So like those are two things that I've just learned from assisting that I always have with me no matter what. Yeah, and They definitely. bailed me out. Yeah, man. Those are just two simple things. Yeah, it's, it's like little things that saves you. Like I always have, I have like two rolls of gaff tape in my car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you never know. It saves you all the time. <laughs> oh, I've got one of the little tricks I've learned is you just wrap like an inch or two around your monopod. And it, whenever you might need something, you've always got yeah. a, a wrap on your monopod. <laughs> it's just these simple little things that like might go overlooked, but yeah. like are in the back of my mind now, just because yeah. I work so hard with him. Yeah, man, it's like that's what makes a pro a pro. Is like they've been it through things so many times. They you can like kind of predict when things might go wrong. You always have a backup or things like that. I think that's what really makes you a pro. You know. I mean, you could, it even translates to our photo shoots. You know, if we didn't like the lighting setup, we'd always have the reason we'd have so many lights is we didn't like that light setup we could quickly switch to another one i knew where to move our lights where to move our c-stands to get a different look change mm -hmm. out modifiers um just being able to adapt yeah and definitely with like working like editorially or commercially you want to have like as many options as you can to give to your client it's like over delivering all the time like even with like i know you're we'll get into it with the red Sox. you feel like you need to like constantly it's kind of over deliver and this get try new things and shooting like different like perspectives and things like that because like um, i would imagine shooting baseball it's like you're in the same environment every day but obviously every game's not the the same but is it kind of like a challenge like trying to like do something different like it's definitely a challenge trying to do something different because um, we'll have seven eight games in a row and by the end of it you've been taking you see you start to feel like you're taking the same photos mm. and so i noticed that after our last homestand so i got out of the photo pit and i took our 500 millimeter lens and i just started shooting from straightaway center something i haven't done yet this season or trying to just wander around the ballpark a little bit more and get a little bit more freedom rather than just sitting in the photo pit. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I would imagine sometimes it could get monotonous. So you really have to like challenge yourself to like keep pushing it. So that's kind of exciting. There's stuff we will we'll always need from yeah. every single game too, for our social media or for our archives, you know, mm -hmm. the pitcher throwing the pitch, the couple of batters, like all the celebration stuff. Yeah. But uh, there's stuff that complements that as well. That's cool. And uh, I guess to go back a little bit, like when you kind of finished um, working with assisting with Andy, like what was kind of your next step kind of getting into the photo world? Was it like I know you mentioned you interned with the Red Sox. Was that kind of your next step? Or? That was kind of the next step. Um, he uh, I was just working a couple part time jobs in Indiana. Um, I applied to the Red Sox internship and uh, they got in touch with me. I was kind of pursuing some stories here and there on the side just to stay busy because it's another thing is like like in sports with photography, you have to practice at it. Like oh, If yeah. you're not getting out and taking photos, uh, no one's going to take the photo for you. So yeah. you got to get out there and you got to 
be always like kind of honing your craft yeah definitely and nowadays like there's like not enough content like people you could take one good photo this week but that's old news by like the next day so it's like you got constantly got to be updating your website and instagram and everything that's to keep you feel like yes that's to keep kind of like shooting and shooting and just getting definitely out there. and you want to demonstrate to the editors that are looking at your work your potential clients that you have fresh work mm-hmm. that you're not just kind of relying on the stuff that's older mm. That's that's good to hear. So you're kind of like uh, self-assigning little projects to shoot and this kind of to help build your portfolio and stuff. Exactly. There's some community journalism stuff I was working on. There was a uh, volunteer fire department in a small town next to where I lived in West Lafayette. Yeah. And so I would go over them, go over with them, hang out a couple days a week. Um, they'd give me a text if they were responding to a fire or an emergency. Um, and just kind of spending some time with them and, and getting to know them and just getting some of them of those intimate photos as well. That's really cool. And I would imagine even though it's not sports, like that storytelling aspect, it's like you can kind of apply those things even with the sports. Cause like looking at your work, you do all this cool stuff with like, obviously you shoot the action, but then you'll like go in the crowd and like photograph fans and stuff. And it's like getting all those little details to kind of tell like the broader story, I guess. I think that's especially important with the Red Sox, uh, to give people who aren't at the games an idea of what the atmosphere of the ballpark is mm-hmm. to like capture the essence of Fenway. Yeah. And in a hundred years, people are going to look back at our photos as we're looking back a hundred years from the Red Sox right now. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to know what it felt like to be at a Red Sox game in 2018. Yeah. You, you can get a sense of the excitement. Like there's like, there could be funny fans of like face painted funny or like doing weird, like interactions with other people. And it's like, you really get a sense of like, uh the environment and stuff rather than this like a like a bland photo of this like a uh, guy hitting like you said this hitting a ball because like obviously those photos are cool too but it's like more like kind of telling the story and getting like the environment like you're almost there and growing up a red sox fan too i know that the red sox the fans of the red sox are some of the most passionate fans in yeah. the country <laughs> and the people who turn out for those games come from maine or like thousands of miles away Dude, they come around the world around the world yeah exactly yeah. so you know it it they're easy to to take some photos of and they're very they're fun to take photos yeah that's cool so i guess when you like applied for the internship what was that kind of process like did you have to show a portfolio was there like a like an interview like how did that kind of pan out it uh i had just seen a simple link because i had been following the staff photographers on twitter and i saw that they posted the the links to the internship Mm. Uh, i just kind of sent my resume and my portfolio and didn't hear back for a little bit finally heard back about a month later yeah and uh they said if you can be here we went through the interview process um did a little facetime interview and then uh they gave me offered me the position but i was still living in indiana at the point oh wow so they said if you can get here by this date then yeah it's yours (laughs) we'd like to have you yeah and so I was just kind of working at a bar at the time and told, put in, yeah, told like, them I was, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go to Fenway, man. Yeah. yeah I was like, I'm, I have this great opportunity <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I mean, go work for the Red Sox. Seriously. Go home basically. <laughs> and so I just kind of picked up, drove 16 hours to get here. And, uh, I've been, that's, that's the story. That's exciting, man. I guess like what was kind of in your portfolio uh, at the time that you were kind of applying to internship? Was it like, mostly sports this kind of stuff you're shooting around like purdue and indiana and all that it like, was definitely the sports and then i think i said a little bit earlier the 2016 world series so the cubs beating the indians uh i got to shoot a lot of that while i was editing as well and just having all that baseball content 
I think definitely set me aside because I was working more on the feature side of that as well, mm. which is what the internship is kind of heavy on okay. um, rather than the sports action. Cause we already had two staff photographers and there's two interns. Okay. So the interns kind of complement the staffers, uh, to kind of wander around the ballpark and get those fan feature shots or a little bit of the wider action shots or like a different angle of the action. Yeah. So like, what? like once you get that internship and you kind of started out, were you kind of like nervous or like, uh, what was kind of, what was kind of your mindset going into it? Were you like kind of aiming to get a job or like, what was kind of your mindset going into that internship? Uh, my mindset was just that I was happy to be home and that I was working for a team that I grew up loving. And, uh, it was a little overwhelming at first because it's Fenway, and I think the Red Sox have a great social media presence, and so wanting to contribute to that uh, and make sure the content that I was producing was as good as our other intern and our staff photographers. It was okay. like there was some pressure for it. Yeah, that's exciting, and I, I would imagine being in that environment, getting to work around other photographers, it probably helps push your own work to get better because you're like constantly shooting and like looking at what other people are doing. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a feedback. We all give each other feedback. And I ask our other guys uh, what they think of some of our photos, what we could do, what we could do, be doing better. Um, so there's a lot of feedback and a lot of criticism, um, all constructive, nothing like in a destructive way. But yeah. uh, it's always good to hear kind of a critique of your work. Yes. Yeah. So what was kind of some of your responsibilities as an intern? What were you kind of doing on a day to day basis? Uh Basically, we would show up for games. We'd make sure we got all the pregame stuff, the blood donor of the game, the season ticket holder of the game, so all the pregame ceremonies, first pitch. Yep. Uh, and then we had freedom to just roam. Okay. I was putting in probably about 12,000 steps every single game, <laughs> just wandering around the ballpark because it is so big, too. Uh, just looking for fans, looking for kind of those odd moments, those interesting moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seeing what the ballpark had to offer. No, that's exciting. And one thing I was kind of interested in talking about, um, I've shot a little bit of baseball. Like I shot some like stuff for the Cape Cod Baseball League, which I actually saw that you shot the, some Firebirds too. And I think the thing that's interesting that I noticed, because I didn't really realize this until I started photographing it, is that baseball players, like as a fan, you could be like, oh, they only like, they're there for like two and a half hours and then they're done. But it's like, no, they get there like five hours before the game. They play the game. Then they're doing stuff after the game. It, yeah, how, could could you walk like uh, like a daily thing like uh, for when you're shooting those sports because it is like a, it's a long day. It's a definitely a long day. Um, I can't speak to like when everybody gets into the ballpark, yep. but they usually I want would say around ten or ten o'clock in the morning to mm-hmm. noon if they have a night game. Yeah, batting practice is in between starts between three and four. And so that's three hours before the game, and then they have the game itself, yeah. and which could last between two and four to five hours. Yeah. So uh, it's just kind of a long day, and it's a long day for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. When I watched that, I was like, damn, man, there's a lot more goes into it than you really realize. That was one thing even last season. After a homestand, we're kind of exhausted. Mm. You know, you've got so many games in a row, and I had such a more respect for the players after that because we wouldn't travel, but not only would they be playing in the game and be there for even longer than we are, but then they'd have to turn around and go on the road and still be playing and still be traveling. And so, yeah, just a huge respect for the baseball players now that uh, I've kind of seen what they go through. Yeah, it's interesting. You kind of get a 
behind the scenes perspective on like the day to day and things like that. And um, but I guess like once you kind of finished that internship, uh, did you kind of get offered a job right away or what, what kind of happened after that? After that, um, it kind of was, all right, your internship's over. We that and that was it. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, the staff position wasn't available yet. Uh, so I that's when I started trying to pursue some stories here in New England. Mm-hmm. I like I said, I was doing some boxing in Lowell, some college hockey, just to stay busy, keep shooting. Uh, a couple freelance jobs came here and there. Uh, but, uh, and I want to say around March, uh, kind of the interview process started for the staff position. I got contacted um, by our staff photographer last year, who was in a new managerial role. And uh, now I went through that. I was in California shooting some tennis, oh, and they... Uh, offered me the position and i came back a couple weeks later and the season started that's interesting man that's that's pretty exciting (laughs) it's a lot you know the funny thing about photography it's a lot of in the right place at the right time i know your talent has a lot to do with it and your motivation um but you know even my assistant work with andy it was being the right place the right time but reaching out too and making sure like you try and connect and, and connect with people. Yeah, definitely, man. Like I've said this like numerous times, like talking to different photographers and the thing that I've realized talking to so many photographers over like the last seven months is like it, the photo community really is like so small, like in the grand scheme of things. And you really have to be like an active like participant in it. Cause like, like you said, you met Andy and then you kind of make different contacts and you kind of keep building and building on it. Cause you never know like where those people are going to go after and things like that. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but that's exciting. And I guess like with the Red Sox now, like, uh, how many photographers work with, uh, within the Red Sox now? So there's two of us, uh, Billy Weiss, who is our manager of photography and then myself, the staff photographer. And then we have two interns. Okay. So it's really just the four of us, mostly the three of us at every game or two, Billy and I, and then one intern per game. Okay. And then I guess kind of once you got hired for like your full-time position, um, did your kind of responsibilities change a lot from the internship position? Or Definitely. Uh, now I'm in the office every day, whether the Sox are on the road or not, or, or playing or not. Mm. Uh, we have we always have upkeep for our archives to take care of. We have photo requests that go through. Um, there's events at Fenway all the time. The players, even when they're at home, they could be making appearances. Um, so there's always, always stuff for us to shoot. Oh, wow. So you guys will even photograph cause at Fenway park, uh, for people listening, they'll even have concerts there. So you guys kind of photograph whatever's going on there. Exactly. We're kind of the house photographers okay. of Fenway. So okay. the concerts that are coming up this season, yeah. uh, we'll be shooting all those last season. That was kind of a internship, uh, thing we did. So uh, when the grateful dead uh, were here, um, yeah, these, the concerts are definitely a role that we had. Damn, man, you guys are grinding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, just we shoot everything. Yeah. And then like uh, one thing I was kind of curious about, like uh, how involved, like, so what are the photos being used for that you guys are shooting mostly? Is it like obviously like social media and then this kind of any internal usage the Red Sox need some? For yeah, it's a lot of, you know, I mean, if you follow the Red Sox Instagram or Twitter, 99% of those photos are going to be ours. Mm. Uh you know, we have a bi-monthly magazine that comes out or a quarterly magazine that comes out. So our content ends up in that. Yep. Um, print ads, 
you know, if you see Red Sox billboards, yep. ticket designs, uh, basically anything that you need a photo of the Red Sox for, our photos are going to get used for it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a lot of a lot of stuff. And uh, how much like direction are you getting from? I guess like the I guess the managers or like uh, are they kind of telling you like, hey, we need a photo of X, Y, and Z today, or like go work on this, or what's the, the direction like? Sometimes, but not necessarily. Mm. Uh, like when Dustin Pachoria came back, we knew we needed to get some photos of Dustin. Mm. Like that was just going to be a thing. Um, when we have the Memorial Day themed uniforms, get some like, some more feature shots of the guys wearing the uniforms or some detail shots of the camo hats, the socks, um, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, but other than those simple directions, it's nothing too intense. It's oh. basically go out there, take the photos, the action will happen, yep. and just do the best you can with it. Yeah, that's the thing I was kind of interested in looking at your website, and you have a really cool blog that you stay pretty updated on, Yeah, which uh, I don't know how you do that with all the stuff you're shooting <laughs> already, man, so hats off to you for that. Uh, but yeah, you can really tell, like, it looks like some photos you'll just be like on the roof, it almost looks like, or something, and you're just kind of roaming around almost. Yeah, for... I give myself usually about the first two to three innings to roam around the ballpark, to shoot the pitcher in a different way, to shoot the batters in a different way. Uh, if there's a beautiful sunset, mm. to get up and shoot some of that. Yeah. Um, and then by the third inning, I'm usually kind of hunkered down in the photo pit yeah. and, uh, and editing there. We'll have our laptops with us. And so we're editing in real time to make sure we get everything to our social media. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, well, yeah, one thing I was actually going to ask you about the photo pit. I've never actually shot like a professional sports game like that. Uh, what's the environment like? How many other photographers are usually there? And like, what's that kind of like? Is it kind of like competitive or like? Or- it's it. I mean, we all want to get the same photo. So there's. I don't want to say there's a competition to it. <laughs> yeah. But we're all very friendly. Okay. From the Globe to the Herald to the AP Getty. Yeah. Uh, all the photographers that are in there, I mean, it, we're all friends. So it's like the same group of guys a lot. Almost. More or less. The Some of the photographers switch out here and there, um, but everyone still knows everyone, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a friendly environment. That's cool, man. I was just, I was just kind of curious about that. And uh, one thing I was also going to ask you about is, like, uh, being that you're like a, what do you call yourself, a photojournalist? Because, I mean... Um, your photos are being used for the Red Sox, which is kind of has commercial use, like you say. So are you allowed to like edit your photos and do like retouching to your stuff? Because I know with a lot of photojournalists, you can't really do a ton of like retouching or what's your kind of approach or what are you allowed to? Honestly, I keep my editing pretty minimum. Mm-hmm. There's some subtle toning here, um, but I'm never cloning anything. Okay. Um, I think that's one of the first lessons I learned about even just sports photography is keep your background simple. Okay. So, you know, I don't really find a need for anything like that. Whether the photo is getting used in a print ad and maybe there's a vendor in the background that was a little bit distracting. Yep. Then we might not use that photo. Okay. Or our designers are going to be the ones that are going to be in charge of that. But I don't, I kind of stay away from that real photo manipulation. Yeah. um, Just because I let the, let the photos speak for themselves. That's cool. It's kind of more like personal taste. You just kind of like, yeah, that's cool, man. Um, And then also I was just kind of curious, what's kind of like your uh, daily kit when you're shooting a game, what are you kind of rolling with gear wise? Uh, Oh, all D fives. So we usually, I have three D fives with me. I shoot Nikon. Uh, 400 to eight, uh, basically is all the sports action. Mm. Um, 
that's that's your bread and butter baseball lens. Uh, you're gonna see that in all the, fo- all the photo pits when we all on well, all the baseball photographers have these giant lenses. <laughs> it's usually at least for us at Fenway, it's 400. Okay. Uh, a 70 to 200, um, just because you might need a little bit. Say you're in first base and there's a close play at first, be able to zoom out a little bit and get a little bit wider of a shot from there. Mm. Uh, and then 24 to 70 because you you just never know. Yeah. And even if there's like a sunset, you can still get it from the photo pit. And there's been enough times after a game this season and last season so far where there's been a celebratory Gatorade dump. Okay. So you always want to be able to be prepared for that and just hop out of the photo pit yeah. and uh, and get that. Yeah, it's got to be tough because the thing that I've always with baseball and certain sports like uh, football and baseball, it's it's like this massive field that you're shooting. So you kind of have to like anticipate like things that are going to happen. Have there ever been like times where you're like obviously because sometimes you're shooting like on the roof or something where you've like missed something where like a like a pivotal thing happened in the game and you're like shit man <laughs> I, I, we all miss yeah, yeah there's yeah. all stuff we miss i can't think of kind of a moment <laughs> offhand where i know i definitely missed something yeah um it's hard i mean there was there was a moment last homestand where uh one of the braves ran through first and kind of tripped and uh, basically sprained one of his uh knee tendons mcl acl whatever it was Yikes. and we all missed we all missed all it. Miss it, we yeah. all missed it. we and all, looked, all like, the, yo did you get it did you get it <laughs> that's what it, we all looked at each other everybody getting like no like shit uh, it's okay <laughs> uh that's funny man and then are you guys shooting like away games too or we don't shoot the away games uh like i was saying earlier it'd just be too much travel for us yep uh billy went to the most recent yankee series in new york because the rivalry is back on okay you know after the joe kelly fight and the way that the red sox and the yankees have been both playing well this season mm-hmm. i the rivalry's back on that's cool so we uh he was able to go to that that's cool so you guys like pull photos from like i don't know like getty or something if you guys needed them or you just don't yeah even... no they definitely use content when they're yeah. on the road yep. for our social media i believe it's getty but yeah yeah they pull they get those from the different uh the wires that's interesting and also i was kind of curious being that you're like covering one team um do you feel like it's important to kind of know the history of that organization and kind of stay up to date with like i don't know players stats and what's kind of going on like on a daily basis you think that's important i think just being around it you kind of get the vibe like you understand you see it you know who's hot who who's not um who's playing well and you you mentioned that you touched on the history we just had our alumni game so there was about i want to say 30 or 40 former Red Sox yeah, players. Yeah, you saw you had Pedro up yeah, there. Yeah, Pedro was out, you know, Wade Boggs, Michael Lowell, Derek Lowe. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of guys were back. And so understanding the history of the Red Sox, growing up a Red Sox fan, yeah. a lot of these guys were my heroes. Yep. But uh, knowing and identifying them and knowing who's important when they even just come back in general, yeah, uh, yeah it's important. That's cool, man. It was like baseball always kind of like your favorite sport to photograph or that this kind of happened that way? Or? It just kind of happened that way. Um, yeah, I can't... Foot, I, I definitely enjoy college football. Yeah. That would be my number one sport always to shoot. Mm. Uh, but baseball just kind of fell into my lap after that 2016 World Series. And... Uh, it, now you're yeah. immersed in it. <laughs> yeah, now I'm now it's all I shoot. <laughs> That's cool, man. And uh also I was kind of curious like 
are you guys paying attention to like what other teams like are doing with their photography and how they're using it in like social media? Do you guys kind of keep tabs on what other sports photographers are doing? Definitely. Uh, there's a lot of other good baseball teams that have good team photographers. Mm. And so I'm constantly like looking around to see what's going on. Um, kind of gives you like spark ideas. A and little bit like of that. spark ideas. See like what's working, what might not be working. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely a little bit of inspiration from, and I think just sports photography in general. Yeah, because you can see something that might work for a golf photographer that could still translate mm. to uh, baseball in a way. Yeah, definitely, man. Are there like any sports photographers that you kind of like admire their work or anything you kind of look at and you're like like their work? You think? Um, I can't think of anybody like directly off the top of my head. I know, again, I'm going to go back to it. Andy was just a huge influence. You know, I think you can see a bit of his style and my work just Mm. because I was his editor. I was his assistant. Um, But it's just Instagram is such a wealth of kind of inspiration. I follow so many people and so many other sports photographers or just journalists in general. And you can kind of see what trends are going Mm. or just see what other people are doing. Yeah, definitely, man. It's exciting. Yeah, Instagram's a crazy place. There's so much uh, interesting work out there. I find new stuff every day, pretty much. Yeah, and <laughs> there's so many influences. Like I said, sports photography translates. You know, I follow a lot of hockey photographers, a lot of basketball mm. photographers. Mm. I see what they're doing with strobes, with remotes, and trying to bring that over to baseball is something that is definitely a challenge, but it can be worth a challenge yeah i saw like you'll even do portrait like uh formal portraits of some of the guys sometimes it looks like absolutely for our baseball for our magazine we we do some portraits so uh learning like portrait work and lighting Mm -hmm. uh we i definitely sample from more of a commercial or a portrait photographer's work as well with that that's cool because you had you done a lot of like uh formal portraiture stuff before you kind of with the red Sox, or is that something you kind of you're like working on more definitely working on it more more, even more of an environmental portrait work um but i I keep going back to andy yeah you know his all the pro photo stuff we worked with uh i just learned how to use lighting and modifiers and uh yeah the that's how I sample it as well. Yeah, it seems like it keeps it exciting, man. Like, obviously, the shooting the games and the action is fun, too, but it must be kind of, like, a fun for you to kind of do something a little different, like those formal portraits sometimes. It's kind of, like, a new thing, kind of. It is a new thing, and I know my sports action and my sports features are good, but my sports portraiture is could use a lot of work. Yeah. And so it's... Uh, figuring out how i can get better different techniques and and getting the guys or getting athletes that want to work with me yeah definitely man and like how's like uh at this point you're always around are you is there like a relationship with the players or is it more you're you're like a fly on the wall or is it kind of because you're around all the time but is is it kind of like a i let them do their thing you know i feel like baseball players are definitely some of the more particular athletes Mm. Uh, i don't want to interrupt any of their like their their rhythms or anything Mm -hmm. um so i that's basically it you know they're friendly they're definitely friendly guys they're doing their Um, job they're doing their their job and you're doing your job exactly you know i'll get the occasional fist bump and i'll say (laughs) what's up um but i let their let them do their thing because they're focused in on the game definitely the last thing i want to do is get in the way of that that's smart man just kind of do your thing and uh, also, I was just kind of curious, being that the Red Sox is like only, I think their season's like, what, like six months or so usually? Yeah. What are you guys kind of doing off during like the off season? Are you guys just kind of doing other things? Are you allowed to like shoot for other publications? We if definitely you want? have uh, the freedom to shoot for freelance stuff. Um, but this season and, and last season, uh, there's football games that are going to be going on in Fenway in the fall. Okay. So we're around for that. Um, there's 
there's always something to shoot at Fenway. (laughs) That's basically it. Fenway (laughs) is just this huge venue and there's something always going on there. That's good, man. They keep you busy. Like the fact that you're like shooting all the time like that, do you feel like, uh, cause how long, how long have you been there now since like, uh, you started, you think? Uh, this season, um, yeah, this season. So it was just probably the first or second week of March and it's been every single day more or less since then. Yeah. You feel like you just keep getting stronger with your photography. Cause even like me, I looked at your Instagram and I looked, I scrolled back for a while and you can actually see the progression of your work, like getting stronger. Like, do you feel like this being that you're shooting all the time that you just kind of keep building on it and building on it? 100%. And that's even how I looked at the stuff from when I first started as an intern, uh like opening day stuff from last season i look back and i'm like what was i thinking what was i doing <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. i was trying it's it's part of it is getting out and trying yeah. um and learning from it and that's how you get better and even from the beginning of this season uh shooting from the photo pits and editing while i'm there and everything was a bit of an adjustment so mm-hmm. i can see the progression of my work from the beginning of the season to now as well mm. and like how do you kind of approach each game like, do you kind of have, like, because obviously they're playing different teams, might be a day game, night game. Do you kind of, like, uh, have, like, a game plan going into it? Like, do you kind of make notes? Like, maybe this is kind of what how I want to cover each game, or is it kind of changed from day? Y- yes and no. You know, simple things, like if we have to right-handed or left-handed pitcher, mm. uh, kind of where, who's playing if we have some power lefties in. Yeah. Um, but you just let the game come to you as well because that's a lot of what baseball is. Is yeah. The ball could be hit to any place in the park. It's a very random game. Yeah. Uh, it's like a chess match. Like, it, yeah. It's really like you have to like anticipate eight different things that could happen. Like this could happen and then this, this is what action might be. Is that kind of you're always like kind of thinking? Absolutely. You know, you have to kind of... what. For me, you know, you have, if there's a guy on first, you might want to pre-focus on second, knowing that there could be a double play. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a guy on third, you know, there might be a play at the plate, so you want to just pay attention to that. If a guy's coming up and there's going to be a walk-off, yeah. you want to focus on him throughout the entire thing, yeah. throughout the entire kind of event of it, because that's who the focus of the, the celebration is going to be on. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot to think about. Like, being that you've shot so many sports, like, what do you think the key is to, like, being a good sports photographer, you think? I think it's it comes down to two or maybe two or three things. Uh, capturing the emotion because athletes are definitely emotional, whether it be um, jubilant, like they're celebrating, or kind of a dejection. Mm. Um, they, they let their emotions really show. Yeah. A lot of them do. Uh, focusing on the peak action. Yep. Um, and then, uh, just kind of capturing the whole the moment in itself. Yeah. I think those are like the three kind of yeah. big deals. Yeah, definitely. And more of a technical question. I'm always as interested being sports cause the action happens so quickly. Uh, what's your focus? How do you, are you like a autofocus guy most of the time or is it like autofocus, like back, back bush, button, back button, back button. Um, I learned that. So one of the first things I ever shot was paintball. Uh, that's what kind of sparked me into sports photography. Yep. I played it, and then I wasn't that good at it anymore, and it was cost too much money, so I started taking photos. Yeah, and I learned back button, back button, button focus yep. is uh, is what you do. Yeah, it's so good. My friend put me onto it a couple of years ago, and it like changed the game for me. <laughs> like, it does because you can just focus on anything, anywhere, uh, and just let the shutter rip. Yeah, the can the camera's not going like with autofocus. Like, yeah, it's like it's just like you just keep pressing it where you need it to be, and it's like spot on most of the time absolutely that's cool man and uh 
I guess like, are there like any like uh, bucket list sporting events you'd like to photograph in the future? Anything you kind of look at and you're like, damn, I really want to shoot that. You think? I think definitely the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, Olympics. Seeing the coverage of the Winter Olympics last year or this year was amazing. Um, even fellow colleagues I know that were there, seeing their work was great. Yeah. Uh, the Masters are up there. Dude, me too. That's like the, my number one bucket list. I'm going to yeah, get there. Masters are definitely up there. Um, maybe Soccer World Cup. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a couple up there that I would love to. Hell yeah, to. man. You'll get there. Maybe maybe the World Series for the Red Sox this year. We'll see. Hey, they're looking good right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then I saw on your Instagram, I think last week you were shooting some NASCAR stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I posted one photo of that. So it was this... Uh, kind of open wheel modified racing and i did a race last year in connecticut had popped down to another race this weekend uh near fall river mm. and so racing i did i did some indy 500s in the past as well so oh, racing wow. is something that i've worked with is that something you were kind of a fan of or you just kind of wanted to like challenge yourself and no try to shoot it something? was just a freelance opportunity okay. that uh, i got approached with and uh you know, you don't really think of New England as a racing central, yeah. but the crowds and the people that turn out and the passion for the racing on this New England circuit yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, NASCAR is wild, man. You always hear it's like one of the biggest sports, but I literally know nothing about it. Like, yeah. uh, what was kind of some of the challenges photographing that? Because, like, I mean, there's no sport that moves faster than that. <laughs> the lighting. <laughs> yeah. The lighting is a huge challenge uh, because these tracks, they don't, like, they're not lit perfectly yeah so it's a lot of panning it's a lot of really bumping your iso up uh it's a lot of color correction because those lights are just all over the place because well, you're shooting at night shooting at night most of the races i've shot are all at night okay yeah that's wild man is it were you doing kind of like a lot of remote camera stuff or not for that because with 150 laps for the race that i shot over the weekend 150 laps you get to move around a lot and mm. i basically had the same kit that i had that i work with the red sox the 400 7200 and the the wide angle 24 to 70 so i'm just kind of wandering around the entire racetrack getting different angles getting up close to the fence yeah going up high uh, that's a variety yeah. that that's what i think with my portfolio or when i come home from event is it's like always you want a variety of things mm. uh to show off the entire thing the yeah. entire event yeah definitely it's almost like i look at it like uh because I shoot some events sometimes, and it's like you want like uh, micro and macro. It's like yeah. you want every you want to get the wide view, the tight view, medium. It's almost like looking at if you look at a movie, um, they'll shoot one scene, but they give you like eight different takes on that one scene. It's like they punch in, they punch wide. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And you want to give your viewers the whole, the full experience of whatever event you covered, uh, whatever sporting event it is, different angles, tight, wide, uh, the emotion. Yeah. You have to encompass it all. Yeah, definitely. And I guess it's to kind of start wrapping up. Um, looking back at like all the stuff you've done for the Red Sox so far, is there like any game or moment that you kind of look back on that was like particularly memorable for you? You think? I mean, it's kind of a tough question because you shoot so much, or maybe like a photo that you're particularly proud of that you kind of captured or anything like that. Um, that is a little tough. Yeah, uh, just because you shoot, we shoot so, so much. It's only photos. Um. I think there's a couple photos from last season. Uh, there's a couple walk-offs that mm. I shot that uh, there's one I have on my website of Mookie Betts celebrating with the entire team. And oh, yeah. you've got a lot of people in that photo that 
maybe you wouldn't have expected to be celebrating mm-hmm. as much as they were, like Chris Sale, David Price. Yep. Uh, you always knew uh, some of the other, like Xander Bogarts. He's a, they all celebrate, but to see some of those pitchers in there, um, right in the tight frame, yeah. great. And then I've got a couple moments of just some subtle, some subtle moments of the ballpark, some father and son yeah. moments that uh, you know I definitely had with my father when he took me to the Red Sox games. That just uh, kind of yeah stuck with me and those are some of my favorite photos yeah that that's really cool man i always i thought like being that you you go to every home game you're shooting it must be so interesting because most people if they're lucky enough they get to go to one game like a year or maybe not even or ever it's but you get kind of get to see like each game it must be interesting to see the emotion for each game because each fans is different like do you feel like each game's like a lot different like how how the stadium kind of uh interacts i guess i don't know yeah no there's it it's a different vibe every single night yeah uh you know it could be a summer night Mm -hmm. and everyone is having a good time it gets rowdy it gets rowdy (laughs) or it could be we had a lot of very cold rainy nights Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the season and so it could just be all over the place you never know that's cool even with the rain it sucks to photograph but you can get some badass photos with like that weather stuff you know what i mean absolutely one of my favorite kind of fenway photos i got last year was right before we had a two-hour rain delay or an hour-long rain delay and these clouds just kind of settled in it was gorgeous sunset but these clouds settled in and i just brought up the shadows a little bit in photoshop and i saw all of this this huge cloud and uh it you know, you always, there's a weather is it always plays a part. Yeah, in man, it. it's gold. Um, but I guess it's kind of my last question um, to wrap it up is like, uh, do you kind of have any goals for your photography moving forward or anything you're hoping to work on in the future? Uh, goals just continue to take fo- like take better photos every single day and stay motivated mm-hmm. and not ever get uh, kind of complacent with where I'm at. You know, you. I, the piece of information I got that was always great is no one's ever going to go out and take the photo for you. Mm-hmm. So just go out there, keep shooting, and uh, and enjoy it. Hell yeah. Don't let it don't let it bog you down. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, uh, Matt, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this, man. I'm glad we got to connect, and I think a lot of people really enjoy this hearing about all the stuff you do with the Red Sox because I know they're like you said their fans are crazy. Uh, <laughs> no, I really appreciate you having me on. This yeah. was a great afternoon. Yeah, man. And uh, I guess for people listening, where's the best place to check out your work? Uh, definitely on Instagram, uh, M Thomas photos is, uh, my Instagram or my website, uh, M Thomas Perfect, uh, man. I'll link it. Uh, thanks so much, dude. Thank you. So there you have it. That was the Matt Thomas interview. I want to thank Matt so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting to speak with him about all his work and everything he does with the Boston Red Sox. I know I enjoyed hearing about everything he does, what a staff photographer for a Major League Baseball team does. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And uh, yeah, definitely go check out Matt's website. It's mthomasphotos.com. Lots of cool photos he has up there and uh, different projects he's working on um, as well. And uh, yeah, going forward, just wanted to let you know, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.